This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of More Than Friends with Ray and Kens. I'm Ray. I'm Kens. And if you wouldn't believe it, guess who's back in the United States of America? Me. Rachel Scanlon. Hotter than ever. Still hashtag jet lagged. Yeah. You look it. crazy. Yeah. It's, our Patreon episode was definitely loopy. Scattered. Scattered. And I would say the end, the tail, <laughs> the last two minutes of it <laughs> is maybe the hardest I've laughed in months i love when i get you laughing like that but i was also like loopy <laughs> delusional i felt like we were at a sleepover yeah, <laughs> because for like me it. it is midnight yeah it's midnight my time mm-hmm. in so. your time being manchester manchester <laughs> oh i love the uk except for the cobblestone the constant rain and the fact that i couldn't leave my house <laughs> other than that loved it yeah very fun mm-hmm. check out that episode if you want to see me fall apart around halfway and then bring it back for the end. No, 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 no. Are you cutting it out? No, you fell apart immediately. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't halfway. No, no, it was right off the bat. <laughs> that was on the first inning. <laughs> wow, I'm so glad to be back. I can't believe how long you can be on a plane. <laughs> and I've been to Africa. Yeah, it was like, I literally <laughs> flew to Africa and I was like, easy. There's something though about being 30. Yeah. Like you can't, I can't travel like how I used to travel. I can't either. When I drive back to Arizona, I'm like, why do I have to stop five times? Yeah, and what? I take my time now. <laughs> I'm like, there's no rush. Well, I feel like we used to be able to just like do whatever we wanted with our bodies at yeah. all times. I was like, we're driving for six hours overnight. Yeah. And, and we're not stopping. We're not, I'm not drinking water. But for I'm, the next three years. I'm drinking only coffee. Yeah, I'm drinking only coffee, chain smoking, menthol, camel crush cigarettes and out were, of my window. You were peak physical health. I was like, by the way, 60 pounds lighter. <laughs> like, slept with everyone I ever met. Yeah. I've been a lot like, of weights. You've, I've like, lived a lot of lives. <laughs> I've had a lot of different body bags around my soul. But I've always kind of been the same. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of different body bags, though. Mm-hmm. That's filthy. That's what It is what they are. Yeah. They're just sacks of bodies uh-huh. that are around our souls, which I picture mine like right around my heart, around it. Aww. Well, welcome back. Thank you. I'm so glad to be just Home. with you. You know, you're the second person. I've only seen Nazara and Yuna. Yeah. Well, we're BFFs. Cute, dude. We really are. We're almost more than friends. We are definitely more than friends. How have you been? Did you do our blood oath? Our blood oath, which was? You don't get to fuck for three weeks because I didn't get to fuck for three weeks? I did not. I cannot believe that you went back. I made it two and a half (laughs) and then I caved. (laughs) Oh, I love how we sit when we podcast now. When we started podcasting in the beginning, remember we would be in the studio? Yeah. And we would be like kitty corner to each other. Yeah, far away. You wouldn't really make much eye contact with me as I was touching your leg on the table (laughs) and now look at us our knees are both touching our pelvises pelvises are like open and facing each other (laughs) yeah truly yeah no listen i'm i couldn't be happier that you're back thank you um i let's tried to do our blood oath couldn't 
Could, well, we made it pretty it, far. We made it really far. You made it so far. God, I'll tell you what. There's nothing, and I and my best friend Sammy has been saying this for years, but distance makes the heart grow hornier. Yeah. And there's nothing like coming for back me or your girlfriend. Neither in our case. <laughs> <laughs> who who are you horny for? Just the United States in general? Horny for the United States. Horny mm-hmm. horny for like coffee. I had nothing but instant coffee for three weeks. That's and I'm like, is this a s- joke? That's illegal. That should be a hate crime. It feels like I, I do feel like I was unpumped for the past three weeks. Everything was different. And I'm like, this is. But not good different. Bad different. Yeah. Do you hate the UK? Be honest. Hate is such an accurate word for what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, it was like, I thrive in like a cold, wet environment. So right. like I looked amazing. Mm-hmm. My skin was really like clear and bouncy and beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I got to meet like my chaperone who I'm fully obsessed with. Yeah. And I picked up some cooking tips. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean like. It's beautiful. It's yeah. like everything is older. I actually stumbled into a graveyard on accident during I one of my that. runs. Love and that. I was like, we don't have stuff this old in the U.S. No. Like, it's just like, yeah, it's, it's very cool to be like in a new place. Yeah. But it is very challenging to be in a new place when you're there for work and mm-hmm. you're not really allowed to do what you want to do. Yeah. But I'm glad that I'm back where people worship me. You're going to thrive people so hard. People absolutely. <laughs> girls. <laughs> Falling on their knees. They're always like, Rachel, fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to do stand-up again. I'm going to be so bad. No, you're going to be loosey-goosey. And you're going to... What you did on the last Patreon episode... Was a mess. Was a mess and it made me cry. I was laughing so hard. But you... Whatever. I do like Manchester. I like the accents. And I w- I've never felt so connected to the Spice Girls. Yeah. And I mean that not just because like I obviously was raised just on like spice, spice world. world yeah over and over on my vhs same spice world spice world spice world when they were surfing the bus fucking yeah. hot everything yeah. about the spice girls is perfect yeah and i don't want to hear it no i don't want to hear anyone i don't want to hear anyone saying but at, you know they were perfect still and are. they are perfect yeah and like when i turned on the tv mm-hmm. for the first time their liter- live TV yeah. literally was like a six-part docu-series about the rise of the Spice Girls. That's incredible. And I was like, I'm really in Manchester. I was very happy. Got me feeling so crazy right now. Your love got me looking so crazy right now. Yeah, okay, I wrote I, that. Can I give you an inquiry at slash Bumble Fumble? 100%. I would love that. All right. Are you ready? Um, I have a bumble fumble and inquiry for you. I matched with a cute girl a week ago. We chatted for a bit and then she suggested we could grab dinner. Since she's new to town, I picked the restaurant. We instantly got along and none of us finished our, and probably neither of us finished our food because we didn't stop talking. Okay. I suggested we grab drinks at another place after dinner and she was hesitant because she had something to to take care of but ended up going. Interesting. Back with the hesitation. Mm. Check out our Patreon if you'd like to know the inside joke. (laughs) When we got our drinks, this guy, a cool old man, pretty much everyone at the bar knows him, brings his plate and sits next to her and starts talking to us about his hangover. So uh, a straight guy just interrupted your date. Just straight bombed. Great. 
Uh, the minute he got up to say hi to his friend, I went to sit next to her. We laughed about the situation and talked a bit. At this point, I really wanted to kiss her, but she looked flustered. I'm also not good at making the first moves, and I got super stressed. Mm. Um, while I was in my head debating how I can establish physical contact, she said she had to leave. We went outside, and she waited with me while I was waiting for my lift. And I told her um, I had joined her company, and I would love to see her again. She reciprocated and went for a hug. Then asked, I asked her how she felt about kissing in public. She blushed and said, no, not usually. She got so nervous and said, but I'll see you again. I said, okay. Then we started rambling because the awkward silence after it was too much to handle. Oh. Yikes. First time I work out the courage to ask a girl if I can kiss her. I have no game. Before this, uh, I went out with another cute girl. Three dates never worked the courage to ask. Help. Did I mess up? Was I supposed to not ask and wait till a second date? Thank you. Okay. 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 Some, okay. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think they did great. Like yeah. Everything was moving really well. They're talking so much. They're barely eating. They're like having a good time. They're vibing. Yeah. Um, and like, I think there's a, everyone is up to the debate. Like, should you ask for a kiss? Is that cheesy or is that cool, sexy, sexy consent? Mm-hmm. I think it's like a case by case type of situation. Yeah. But if you ask, mm-hmm. you have to be okay with whichever answer comes out. Yeah. So I think that Which it's totally are- normal that some people like, some people do not kiss on the first date ever, even if they're having an amazing date. Really? And also, yeah. Like some people just are like, I don't do kissing on the first date and unless like I, i've already known this person okay like enough. some people who app date are just like just so you know i don't kiss on the first date mm-hmm. my, i kiss people that i have never yeah. even been on a date with yeah i was gonna say my only rule is don't sleep with the person on the first date i love that you have rules well it, that's my only one where i would like i it's not even a rule it's just my personal preference i like to get to know people a little bit more well, then the sexes can be better yeah so but i haven't heard of people like I mean, obviously, that's a thing. Yeah, not. some people just don't. Yeah. Um, and also, some people who are queer don't feel comfortable kissing in public. I know, like, Mackenzie, you have certain things, too. There's certain places that I know, actually, a lot of queer people. Yeah. There's certain spaces that you just, like, do not feel safe in. No. That you're like, hey, in this particular setting. I totally get that. Like, uh, I don't feel as comfortable being, like... Yeah. Yeah. And that's all like that just kind of goes with the shitty world that we live in. Especially with two women. Yeah. Like I think most of my first kisses were in the comfort and safety of a car. And mine were all at baseball games when we were on the Megatron. The kiss cam. The kiss cam. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been on a kiss cam? No. Loser. I fucking wish. (laughs) I'd kiss so hard. People would be like, (laughs) that's too hard. Now technically pornography. (laughs) Um, I have to say, I do think that this person i don't i personally would never ask permission for a kiss mm. um i i do think it's a little cheesy don't i i don't mean that in like a bad way yeah. i just think that it would turn me off if somebody asked for it i think you just feel out the vibes mm-hmm. and go in when you know it's gonna happen yeah i think like it have can the go confidence either. sometimes also i feel like i have been asked if i can be kissed and, and I, you've said no right I've said no and then still been kissed. That sucks. By the way, that fucking sucks. If then you're why gonna ask? ask, yeah, you gotta respect the answer. Exactly. You can't just still go in and plant one with the brightest red, stickiest lipstick. Yeah. All over my clean porcelain face. I remember that. I remember that day. 
Did I make you come pick me up? Yeah. No. Uh, yes, I did pick you up that yeah. night. Remember, I ran across yes. the street into traffic on Venchi yes. Boulevard. God, that was funny. Covered in lipstick. I remember you got in my car, and I was like, "What the fuck happened to you?" Yeah, and I was like, "I said no," and she kissed me anyways. That's what I'm saying. So, it, like, what's the point of asking? I think it's more embarrassing to ask for a kiss. Then just go in and the person dodges it. Yeah, I think like either one is fine. But I've also had other people ask me that I think it's like very cute. Yeah. Like I've had it be in a way where I'm completely charmed by mm-hmm. the like amount of respect that it takes to ask. Yeah. That, but in my my point of view, mm-hmm. it's equally as vulnerable to ask as it would be to initiate a kiss. Yeah. So for me, and you'll get the same answers, right? Mm-hmm. If you're willing to ask. I could like on a first date, I would find that hard to verbalize on a first date. I agree because I'm more of like a physical touch action person anyways. Mm -hmm. So for me, it would be almost more exposing to do that. And then you would get the same response. Either they say no or they turn away and you're like, okay, message fully received. Yeah. But whatever is like you're comfortable with. I've like, I've responded well to being asked. I've also responded not well to being asked. Mm -hmm. And I think it's all basically like, however you kind of operate is like go with your instinct. So I don't think that the issue is like this person asking like, oh, did I fuck up? Should I not have asked? Should I have waited a second date or whatever? I think that you're doing fine. I agree. I don't think that that is the issue here. I don't think so either. I'm just for personal experience. I never ask. Yeah. And I think just look for the clues. Look for the eyes glancing to the lips. Boom. That's really a great one. Look for, um, are your knees touching? Yeah. We're also doing all those things right now. Whoa. I'm just looking at your lips when I talk. First of all, what lips? (laughs) Second of all, we're already kissing. Yeah, I think you gotta like feel it out. The second that somebody is walking next to you after a date, yeah, well, it's th- happening. I, I think the person even said like they were talking and stuff, but they they already saw that there was a little bit of hesitation, and that the the girl was nervous. She says she got nervous and said, "I'll see you again." Yeah, I think or she whatever. got flustered and wants to be smooched. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I think it, this is a case by case basis and. This case, maybe she just wasn't feeling it that night. I th- I'd also I also don't think that you're like out of the running. Yeah. I think that these it could have just also, been this they, night. They seem kind of young, don't they? Very young. It seems but like young and also excitable. The, the date was weird because the guy sat down next to you. Yeah, you. And this guy just straight bombed your date and just yeah. totally ruined your vibe and momentum. So that's and not on you. We've said in the past, like a great way to get them out of there is just be like, hey, just say we're on a date and like we're good. That's all. Yeah. Like, just ha- ask them to leave because you don't want somebody bombing your date like yeah. a straight date that doesn't happen on no men are it's such coming. a weird queer thing that we have to deal with which is the straight bombing while on a queer date and i still haven't figured out what works for me because yeah. the like we're on a date has only led to more and more questions for me really yeah see i always just shut shut it down even if they start asking questions just be like can you please leave that's so good i think i have too welcoming of a jaw oh and i have the opposite i know no one wants to approach i me. literally think it's your jawline mm. i think it's my attitude yeah, and you're. I think it's my personality. Honestly, you have a, <laughs> your personality says prickly. Do not talk to me. Yeah. Thank you. A little bit prickly. <laughs> yeah, I mean I understand, and mine is my personality kind kind of says to people like, mm-hmm. let's be best friends. Yeah. yeah, like plenty of space. Make yourself at home emotionally within my chest. I see that. Okay, uh, we have one more, another inquiry. Are you ready? Yes. Hey guys, I started listening to your show about a month ago and I've listened to over a hundred episodes already. Ooh. Wow. You must know 
so much about us. So many details about our personal lives. That's so hot. In a month? Do, do you get an award? That's a, lot. That's a lot of hours. Has anyone watched or listened to more episodes? In a month. In a short amount of time? Let us know, because that I feel like this person gets a record. That's incredible. You're both ridiculously funny, and seeing positive female queer role models has inspired me to give stand-up comedy another go. It's scary for a female comedian, but knowing there's a supportive community out there just makes it feel a little less scary. I love you guys. Oh, my gosh. So they said. That's actually the exact opposite point of the podcast. Yeah, we're actually (laughs) trying to have less (laughs) stand-up comedians. I'm kidding. Um... The question is, what advice do you have for new queer stand-ups starting out in the male-dominated, misogynistic world of comedy? How do you guys deal with hecklers and general shitty men giving you unsolicited advice? Thanks, Charlie. Oh, hi, Charlie. You have really stepped into the wild world of oh, yeah. comedy. Um, what Mackenzie and I did is essentially... We were in the L.A. comedy scene for a few years, mm-hmm. either being kind of pigeonholed as the only... Lesbians. You know, lesbians on a lineup. Or only females on a lineup. Yeah, and we decided to, after, and yeah, you will constantly, I mean, we still get told mm-hmm. how many times it shows that we aren't allowed to be, we're in the wrong entrance, like, this, oh. we're, in, we're in the green room that we shouldn't be in, we're in the, That like, was one of the craziest. We were on a show where we got, we were paid, paid comedians on a show. <laughs> yeah, and the getting taped by executive, an 11 camera setup. Yeah, the executive producer was walking us to the green room, and some random guy came up to him and said, "Oh, you don't? We don't want to bring uh, audience members through the back door." Yeah, and we were like, "What the fuck are you talking yeah, about?" Constantly, people just see women, women, and they're like, "Oh, they must be confused." Yeah, they're or a so girlfriend. stupid that they must be confused. Yeah. So that does not go away, mm-hmm. the, and it has nothing to do with how talented you are or are not. So I think you kind of have to, one of the, the biggest things that helps with people constantly undermining you, mm-hmm. people not assuming, like you kind of have to, you start from people assuming that you're mistaken for being there. Yeah. And then you have to prove how funny you are and that people will be rooting against you constantly, yeah. especially if you're feminine mm-hmm. and, and if you're queer, honestly, it's not a great, but I think something that has helped me is assuming that those things are not a reflection of my talent. Yeah. So understanding that, like, because I used to think, like, this is only happening to me. It must be because I'm not, like, at the level Mm -hmm. that I should be at. But it pushed you. It pushed you to be better. Well, it does, and that is, unfortunately, the, like, kind of how it works. But Mm -hmm. it is, like, it's not a reflection of your abilities as no. a comedian. So there's an, and also there's not a level that you can achieve that will erase those things. No. So if you understand that as a concept, it is more freeing than to be like, Oh, that shit's going to happen regardless. Of so if you're just, the best one out there. It doesn't or matter. Not. Yeah. So help having yourself just know that you're going to grow and be a comedian at your own mm-hmm. rate. And it will not affect that type of stuff. No. Kind of is more freeing that way. Yeah. But I also think, yes, realize that. Right off the bat. But also, I think something that helped me was building that community with you. Yes. And getting those friends who are also women in the industry mm-hmm. and having these groups and having these shows that, like, you and I started running a show that was the only show that I know of in L.A. that had only queer and uh, women on the show. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, we... 
I don't know any other shows we out here that were like, doing that from we 2018. Basically, like, we, we were running an open mic, and we were still running into a lot of problems oh where we were not able to really do the sets that we wanted to do because of the hostile environment, well, because there were of the homoph- comedy community. There were homophobic people at our open mic called Two Dykes and a Mic. Yes. And we were finding that we weren't, because we were like, okay, we'll make our own space then. Yeah. We made it. Well, this still doesn't feel like our home. Yeah. So we made a show where we were able to have our own audience and have people coming to see us mm-hmm. and see what we can bring to the table, which is not only our like comedy, but also our friends who are as talented, as funny, as unique and reflective of the audience that we're bringing in. Exactly. And that is what I think really allowed us as comedians to like grow and explore our own voice. Was yeah. being able to be in a place where we weren't being heckled, mm-hmm. where we weren't being screamed at for just existing as people who like are not men. Or brought up as we got something different now. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> love <laughs> buckle up for a little change of gears here. Exactly. Yeah. Insane. So we were basically created it for ourselves Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that is like helpful advice however finding your own community within stand-up will be very helpful yeah finding even like somebody who has been doing it a little longer than you be your best friend maybe your best friend maybe walk up to a girl at a bar Mm -hmm. and say hey i'm gay too and just see what happens you could be four years down the line on a podcast with them and sharing a couch you Sharing definitely a life. have to, yeah, make friends with like other queer people mm-hmm. in the community. If like comedy yeah. will help you, I think a lot, especially feeling more like safe at these open mics, which you will have to do where you will feel unsafe. Absolutely. So definitely finding a friend will help. It's a lot of a fire lot. and brimstone, but it's real. I'm trying to think like literally. I think that's all it takes because every comedian is going to have to struggle through being shitty for a long time. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the only thing that will help you get through it mentally will be able like to lean on your fellow comedians for support. Yeah. We're so lucky that we do have such a good group of friends in stand up. Yeah. And just ignore people will try to make you feel really small, Mm -hmm. but those people are not accurate. No, they're projecting their own shit on you. Yeah. I think that was a good one. Okay, so if you have any other inquiries, bumble fumbles, um, what else do we do on this? We do Queer of the Week as well. <laughs> queer of the Week. You can email us at morethanfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Anything else? I've been watching TikTok. Okay. As you know that. Obviously. Yeah. And you know there's that like, which I think is perfect. So it's, it's young queer people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show on a TV, like a scene mm-hmm. from a movie yeah. during their queer awakening, and then tours back to them, and it's like a fan is on them, and it's like tangled up with you all night. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Did you? I would love to know what was that for you? What was like your Miss Honeybee with glasses and Matilda? It is absolutely without a doubt Miss Congeniality when she's walking <laughs> down the runway in that blue dress, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. You've always right? been such a Sandra Bullock freak. I love her so You really much. do. You like, also I feel like Erica, and Erica like, kind of yeah, looks, looks like, like her, her. Yeah. In certain ways. Yeah. yeah, I get it. That's really hot. I was manifesting Erica this whole time. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. Tangled up with you all night. Oh, you know what I can tell you about? Tell me. Um, It has been, have you had any exes reaching out to you lately? Yeah. 
I feel like there's something in the air. There is. There's something. It hit October hit. It's cuffing season. It's and cuffing season. They are coming cold. out of the woodworks. Mm-hmm. Every queer person I know has had at least one minimum ex reach out to them. Oh my god. And it's fucking weird. I don't know what's going on with the moon, the ocean. There's something. The titles, the pole in the air, and it it it's it's gonna it's gonna hit bad. Something's happening. I think it's going to be me. I'm going to reach out to all my exes now. You should. Honestly, just do it. Hey. I used to do that. Why? I'd, I don't know. It would be like years after, and I would just be like, what's up? <laughs> and you don't know what your intentions were? No, I had no intentions. Did you want to just, like, just make attention. sure they were okay? Yeah. Oh, no, just to be like. like attention, just yeah. to like, f- honestly, yeah, and see what, what they were up to. I used to think when I was in my earlier 20s, like, if we've had sex, mm-hmm. then I kind of have, like, priority in, your like, life? texting life. Oh, To be like, well, we've fucked, so, like, I'm going to need you? a response. It's yeah. 2 a.m. on a Tuesday. I'm hammered in Milwaukee. <laughs> but we fucked once. That's what I want to know. So how are you? It's, Hi, good morning. Why did we do that? I used oh, to just yeah. be like, how are you? Yeah. What are you up to? If you're ever in town, like, let's grab a drink. Totally. And I had no intention of doing anything. <laughs> Just wanted to say hi. I think it's like... It's, Wild. It's, it's right at the intersection of like attention seeking, but also curiosity of like, how are you? Actually, like, yeah. I haven't seen you in two years since you screamed at me and made me <laughs> give you back all of the potted plants you bought me. How are you? It's <laughs> so real. It, it, it is, is real. real. I haven't seen you since you screamed, and I quote, you're so fucking petty <laughs> to me on the corner of Lancashire. <laughs> but how is your kidney infection? Like, I have to know. Why are lesbians like this? I think it's like, I actually worry about, like, the well-being of all these people that I used to sleep with because yeah. I'm like, they were not doing well. <laughs> they were not <laughs> And I'd love to like work on them. You know what I mean? Like a mechanic at a car shop. I love to go back and just Instagram stock. Yes. People that you slept with only once. A hundred. The people that I fucked once are the most interesting people <laughs> that I can think of in my mind. I'm like, I don't care about deep space. No. Don't give a fuck about the ocean. What happened to that girl I slept with in 2012? Like what are what's her deal? Where is she? Like where, where did she move? I to? think about them, I, and I've had this is what's fucked up. I've had yeah. long term relationships with people mm. where we have shared intimate lives. You yeah. know, live together, yeah. and I'm like, don't care. Don't <laughs> like I get it. I read the book, got to the end, closed it, said thank you. Next, you put it away. The person that I went on one date with, yeah. I'm like. It could be any... What's going on in there? I feel the exact same way. And like, Erica, love of my life... Yeah, 100%. ...has nothing to do with like me and my partner at all. I literally just like truly want to know what that person looks like now. Yeah, 100%. And this is what what makes me so mad. Huh. Because there are a few of these people in my dating history that are not on social media. Okay, almost all of mine are not. And I'm, and like, I'm like, you're I an so asshole. Much. Like, yes. you could Google me and, you're everywhere. and just see exactly what I did with my whole day. I know. That's what frustrates me is the ones that I want to know about the most are the ones that Oof, are like, gone. I actually don't have social media anymore. Yeah. And I'm so like, I'd have to just text you? <laughs> shows up in green because they don't even have iPhones? They're fucking they're psychos. Just like living, that just shows. one just like living in like deep, like, 
Pacific Northwest. Well, they all moved up there. And I'm like, and they all on went on androids. Yes. What are they doing? Do you know how hard, humiliating it is to send you a what's up text after three years and it's in green? I can't live with myself. Please, please, if you this is if you're listening to this and we fucked one time, please post something so I can just see what you look like. See if you still got it. I just need to know. I want to do a show so bad where we just track down people we literally had sex with, with one time. Oh my god, I'd what love What would it be called? It would be called The Bathroom of Oaks Tavern. <laughs> That's it. I love it. I just want to find them. I love Same. that we both have this in common. We must be narcissists or something. I don't even think it's narcissist. It's just curiosity. I just want to see what they're up to. I, you know because what I would I want to know if I'm sleeping with someone who's like changing the world. If I slept with somebody who truly was like out there doing good mm. or also a trash bag. I, like, yeah, I want to know, know where they're at. I'd love an interview show <laughs> with, with like also, the people... To rate us. I would love to be rated. Oh, I would just love... Yeah, I, you know what it is? It's uh, because I also feel like I've changed so much in the past two years <laughs> that I'd love to just, like, pick their brain and be like, what were you thinking <laughs> yes. when you decided to sleep with to me, sleep with me yeah. for a month? <laughs> yeah. Like, what was that what about, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd love to know what exactly works to head. make them think that I was a good choice. Yeah. I love this idea. We've got to we got to pitch this to our agents. Mm-hmm. They're gonna say no. They're gonna not answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's been it for more than friends with Ray and Ken's. We're gonna be back next week with a. I, honestly, I I can already tell next week's gonna be a huge episode. Oh, uh, you guys, I'm just honestly so glad to be back. Thanks for bearing with my jet laggery. Mm-hmm. And I have missed you so much, Mackenzie. I missed and you I've just so missed, much, like podcasting and Same. having a normal life. And I'm. So grateful for everyone who's ever listened to this podcast. Thank you all for listening. And uh, go sign up for Patreon because we have way more content there. We're going to be updating it more often. And just looking at our sexy bodies. We should start recording in like different places. Yeah. I think we really should. I I want to show them more of my body. Yeah. Like standing up. Let's do standing up stuff. We got this. I'm in love with you. If you were on the morning show. Mm -hmm. Are you Reese or are you Jennifer? Jennifer. I know. And I'm Reese. Yeah. You're too. I knew it before I even like asked the fucking question. Yeah. Just because I, I feel like I'm more, you know. I know. I know. <laughs> it, it is without saying. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. Without <laughs> <laughs> I, love I gotta you. go home and go to sleep. I'm actually gonna sleep here. <laughs> I'm Rachel Scanlon. I'm Mackenzie Goodwin. Go do something gay today.